episode nine of the Live Motocross podcast. You're joining me, Sophie McGinn, um, and I've lost my normal co-host, Darren, this week. He couldn't make it. Um, but joining us today, we have um, Infront Moto, formerly Youthstream CEO, David Luongo, who is going to chat to us about MXGP, the future, um, and also talk us through the, this year's calendar. So get settled in, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy. So joining me now on uh, episode nine, I think, of the Love Motocross podcast now, uh, is David Longo. David, thank you so much for taking time out of your hectic schedule at the moment. I know it must be mad for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good evening to everybody. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a quite a very, very strange time now, but uh, a challenging time for all of us. But uh, we are ready to go through this, uh, this kind of uh, storm uh, and uh, we all wait uh, very much to be back racing. So uh, we are working very hard, all the in-front uh, group uh, to, uh, to deliver the championship. And um, all the motocross family is very united in this uh, difficult moment to go ahead and, uh, and to, to deliver the best championship possible. So yeah, I'm very confident that in some, uh, some weeks, uh, everything <laughs> will go back to normal. But yeah, for sure, the last weeks were quite, uh, quite busy for us, yeah. Pretty intense across the most of Europe, I think, at the moment. Um, yeah. So, David, give us a little bit of um, a recap on what your job role is at Youthstream um, and how you sort of worked your way up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, I'm the CEO of, uh, of uh, past Youthstream. Now it's called mm-hmm. Infront Moto, Moto Racing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, um, uh, I'm the CEO of the, of the company. My father is, uh, is the chairman now and uh, I joined the company uh, eight years ago. So it's my, my eighth uh, season uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, with, with, uh, with all the, the, the motocross family. And, uh, and uh, I'm managing a bit all the departments. Uh, when I started, uh, I started with uh, the new technology and then uh, uh, on the organization side uh, to overview a little bit uh, all the services, also the sports side, the marketing side, the, the, the media right side. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a bit uh, overviewing uh, everything and uh, uh, negotiating with the organizer uh, and managing, managing the championship. Yeah, so it's... Uh, kind of uh, global management uh, <laughs> positions that I have now. Uh, and uh, yeah, but it's, uh, it's very, very exciting. Uh, some uh, big responsibility, but uh, with the passion. So it's uh, quite uh, usual. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, very motivating. So you came, actually came from more of a football background. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mix. Yeah, my, my first family is motocross because I'm really born uh, into this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I received my first bike when I was three years old, uh, when my father was making the Master of Motocross. Uh-huh. So uh, quite funny because my first uh, kind of souvenir of motocross is in uh, Monaco. When we wow. were doing, uh, the Master of uh, Motocross over there, we built up, um, so I was three, uh, I was three, three years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we built up a kind of super cross track on, the, on an area of Monaco. And uh, and I received the Honda Honda 50cc there, so I was riding uh, this uh, this very very nice track <laughs> in, in the city, and uh, and uh, then uh, all my uh, 
uh, young. I, I was linked with motocross, so I, I came uh, to many Grand Prix when uh, it was taking place in Namur, when it was taking place in Boker. For many, many races, I, I, was, uh, I was coming to, to see as a, as a fan. Mm -hmm. so I was also a big fan of all the riders from the 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, yeah, in um, in 2000, uh, I I played. Uh, I decided uh, to play football. So I was riding bike like motocross bike like a hobby, and mm -hmm. I was playing football. And uh, I went to the, the the football side to to try to be professional. So uh, I went to uh, to the Monaco Ice Monaco Academy uh, in the French Championship, uh, where I played for four years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I signed uh, in Switzerland in uh, League Two. So it's like the the British Championship. Uh, not the Premier League, the, the mm -hmm. British Championship, and uh, I played uh, five years there and one year in Scotland, near in Denver. Wow! So yeah, yeah, this was uh, my first uh, first part of life. Let's say. <laughs> but I was more on the sports side as an actor, and then uh, I went on the on the other side of the sport with uh, with motocross. So I came back to my first uh, love, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a great great passion, and uh, every day goes uh, flies because. Uh, so many things to do and uh, great people. So it's uh, very, very good, very nice, very nice. That's it. Um, so moving forward, obviously now we actually have a calendar out for 2020, finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how do you think that's gonna go? Is that all still gonna go to plan or are you gonna be making a few changes or what do you think is gonna be happening? Yeah, so we decided to, to communicate last week about the, mm -hmm. the, the new calendar because we have a kind of overview of uh, what will probably happen. Uh, uh, so taking into consideration all the decisions of the government because we depend a lot on, the, on all those, uh, those yeah. aspects. Uh, the government, uh, the different governments uh, have to, to stop uh, the, the shutdown in the countries. They need mm -hmm. to let the people to go out. They need to authorize to do again sport event with, uh, with spectators. Mm -hmm. So based on all those, uh, those uh, decisions and also the fact we need to travel uh, freely into Europe and also abroad Europe. Mm -hmm. So um, we see this calendar as a big possibility. Uh, but still, uh, yeah, we need, we need to arrive mid-June, end of June to have a clearer view uh, of what will be the decision of the different government, but let's say that for the moment, this this calendar looks very very possible. Uh, and uh, but more updates can come if the if the government changed the, their decision. You know, so for that it's it's not um, something to do to communicate every day because mm -hmm. every day you have novelties. It's mm -hmm. better to communicate when you have a kind of overview. And um, the last week were quite positive. When you see uh, the the pandemic going a bit down in Europe, yeah, uh, you have a lot of uh, cities that start again to open the shops, to open sports uh, events uh, with a uh, with a small amount of people. But mm -hmm. then with the summertime, it it will probably get better. And uh, for us, August is a is a very good possibility to to go back racing again. Yeah, I agree. I know. Um, obviously, one thing on the calendar which is quite mon monumental each year, is obviously the Motocross of Nations um, that was yeah. due to take place in France uh, this year. Is that yeah. still going to go ahead or are we just kind of playing it by ear still? No, for sure. This race, this race is, uh, is the biggest event in the year uh, for the, all the, the world of uh, off-road in general. Mm -hmm. So it's our main priority. And uh, it, it really depends on the government decision. If, if you have the authorization to make a 
uh, an event with spectator, the motocross destination will take place. And it's really on the on this direction that we are going because for what we understand from September, uh, the football league will start again as normal. Many, mm -hmm. many big sport events will start again as normal. You have also in France the Tour de France in, mm -hmm. in the same in September that has been confirmed. So all those signs are very positive to run the event. Then for sure there is a possibility. I don't know what is the percentage that the government say, yeah, we can sell all the all the events, mm -hmm. and here it will be impossible to do anything. But if we are in this uh, situation and this dynamic, I'm very, very confident that we will do the, the, the motocross nation in France. Oh, that's good to hear, because I think a year without the motocross nations on the calendar would be very, very strange. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so a little bit of um, what we want to hear about in the UK. Obviously, we've had Matty Basin now for the past few years, which has been a great venue. Um, I really want to know what your thoughts are on um, having uh, a motocross GP on the beach in the UK, because this is something that might be in the pipeline further down the line. What's your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, well, everything is possible. You know, it's um, we <clears throat> Matterley is a fantastic place. Mm -hmm. uh, we were the one to bring the motocross there with Steve. Uh, Steve is a is a fantastic person. He's a crazy man, but. <laughs> he's in love with motocross you know he is really in love with with the sport and uh, and we always had uh, a fantastic relationship with him and and for the last decades he's the only one that can make a grand prix in the uk mm -hmm. with in, with his investment with his passion and with the 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 the, the, the quality of uh, of what he what he, he delivers so uh Matterley was every 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 time a great uh, great grand prix Mm -hmm. Then we had some years with a better public than other years, but in general, also this this year was uh, was uh, was very positive. Mm -hmm. uh, now, uh, a beach race, yeah, it, it can be possible. Like uh, a race in a city uh, can also be possible. Mm -hmm. The the thing is, motocross, um, you need more and more. You need to to have the the track for sure because we need a fantastic track for the mm -hmm. rider to enjoy. But you need to, to be accessible to the people that are not used to the sport. Yeah. Uh, this is the key uh, to, to bring a sport to a, to, a, to a higher level of popularity because the, the, the fan of motocross, they will, they will come if it's mat in Matterley, if it's uh, in Oxton Park, if it's in yeah. Scotland, in Ireland. The, the, the they will travel, is, yeah. They will travel. But you need to bring people that, you know, they, they will come for the first time and they will say, yeah, I love this sport and I will come back next year. Because mm -hmm. really, when you are there and you you see motocross for the first time, you you, you fall in love with the with the sport because it's it's a big action, huge speed, very very impressive to watch. For me, is the the most impressive motorsport to watch. And uh, you know, I, I I I spend a lot of time also in South of France. I was going to to Monaco, to the GP, to the mm -hmm. Formula One. So I saw some motorsport in my life, but motocross has this um, unique feeling that you have the start with 40 riders, which is crazy. Yeah. And you have long jumps and speed and contact that you don't have in other motorsports. But you need this first impression when somebody will come for the first time. And yeah. to bring people from the cities that usually go to tennis or to watch Premier, Premier League or to watch a rugby, mm -hmm. you need to have infrastructure where they can feel good, you know? Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, 
And, and when you succeed into that, then the sport makes his work by, by, by itself because it's a fantastic sport. But if somebody comes, watch the race, and you know you have a lot of mud everywhere and your, your car is blocked, is stuck somewhere. And yeah. Let's say it will compensate the fact, your positive feeling will be compensated by the fact that you, you, you didn't have a great experience in general. Mm -hmm. But um, for that, the, the, the track in UK, you have beautiful track. You have uh, very beautiful beaches also if you want mm -hmm. to make race there. Uh, but what is very important, because the design UK, Ustream, Infront, we have the designer to make a nice track, a beautiful track. But you need also the infrastructure to host the World Championship because it's a, it's a huge, yeah. huge, huge circus today with a lot of trucks, with a lot of hospitality, and you need to, to, to put it somewhere, you know? So, yeah. But definitely, we are not against a big race <laughs> or something that can be linked to, to this kind of project for sure. That's awesome. Um, so moving forward, is there anything that you can give us a little teaser on of going into next season or is it pretty much still under wraps right now? Yeah, but I, as you can imagine, the first focus is on 2020. Yeah, right? because of course. It's really like uh, we, should, we should end the season end of November, beginning of December. Uh, for, based on the on the actual uh, calendar, mm -hmm. uh, for now all the races are confirmed also for 21. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we really want to continue on the same dynamic. MXGP has become a, a global series. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's loved in Europe, but also abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's very appreciated in Asia. It's very appreciated in South America, where we see a huge increase of fans mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, when we go with motocross there with the MXGP, we, we put the first, uh, let's say, the first basis. And uh, I, I will take the example of Indonesia. Indonesia is it's a, it's a major market for the bikes. Mm. When we go for the first time, you have a good crowd, a decent crowd, but you have also kids that are coming to the races. Mm -hmm. And we see through the past three years, uh, the organizer, the local organizer, developed also local races during the GP. And the first year was like 25, 35 kids that were riding. And last year in Semarang, we had like 300 riders coming to the local race. Wow. So this is a very, very positive sign that in maybe five, six, seven years, you will have riders that will also uh, increase their talent. And I don't know if it will be in the, the next five, six, seven years, but one day you can have also some riders that can, go, can join the European Championship. And you can also have talents that are coming from those countries because the talent is not coming only from Europe, you know. Mm -hmm. Talent is coming where you can afford for a bike and where you can see the event and where you can have the will to participate to this kind of sports. And uh, by going to such country, mm -hmm. then we create a bit the, the passion to, to, to the people there. And, uh, and it's the same in South America. In South America, is a bit more evolved than Asia because we are going there for more years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so um, let's say the, the, the politic of, uh, of the company for the next year is to continue on the same basis, for sure by keeping all the historical uh, races in Europe because mm -hmm. we need them, uh, we love them, we love all the, 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 the circuit we have in Europe. And, uh, and to continue to add also sometimes when the project is, uh, is uh, interesting, to add big uh, in, uh, circuit infrastructure more related to road racing, to also bring the sport to another level mm -hmm. and to, uh, to, to present it to new, to new people, you know. So it's a, it's a big mix 
of all uh, all uh, these uh, those aspects. And at the very end, uh, the, the the world champion has to be good on dirt, on sand, on mud, on uh, all the track we are doing during the year. And uh, and the winner is the best rider of the, of the category. That's brilliant. Um, going forward, do you think obviously the spectators will sort of fluctuate with what's happened with the pandemic at the moment? You know, it, we, I am I, I have the, the, the two feelings because yeah. it's I think it's a, it's the same for you when you talk with friends. You have you have mm -hmm. some friends that are uh, that have a big fear of going out again, and uh, you have friends that are just one will uh, is to be uh, able to be free again. You know, so it's. Uh, uh, the, the view I have is I'm a positive person, so I, I think that we are all missing uh, motocross, mm -hmm. like we are all missing our past life, mm -hmm. and uh, and from the moment we will be able to to do party, to to watch sport, to practicing sport, we will do it again. Yeah. Uh, I am I am based in in Switzerland, and Switzerland was uh, quite uh, open in the in the way of managing the the pandemic. They were uh, letting the people doing their stuff with uh, with respect mm -hmm. but you see that when um, we have the possibility to go out everybody's going out because we we, we are social people uh, and uh, and we are fascinated by sports so uh, i i believe that when it will be again open we will have a big boost uh, of living our life uh, fully you know with a lot of, of passion and uh, now i'm quite positive about uh, about uh, the after pandemic you see, but, but the thing we have to be we have to be secure that uh, yeah it will be solved and uh, and that we we can come back uh, as it was before. Well, hopefully we will get back in the swing of things come August September. David, thank you so much for taking time out of your manic schedule. I can imagine at the moment to come and chat no to problem. us on the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll catch up with you later on in the race season and probably see you at a GP. Yeah, yeah, with big pleasure, with big pleasure. Thank you very much. And I wish to all of you all the best. And uh, uh, I wish you to see you again very, very soon on the Grand Prix. Uh, I hope in Russia and, uh, and for all the rest of the season. There we go. So that rounds up our little interview with David Luongo. Um, make sure you stay tuned to the Live Motocross podcast available on iTunes, Spotify and Acast. See you next week. No matter how